What's up guys and gals? This is another episode of The Fruit of the Spirit where we talk about real topics in real life. It's your girl DJ Bree on the ones and twos. Um, we have a very interesting word for today. Um, the Holy Spirit has been imparting on my heart to really get this. That's why I guess it took so long to come out. But this is something that most of us run from. And speaking of running, today we're going to be in the book of Jonah. Our friend and relative Jonah, we all know the story, how God gave him directive and he ran. Um, But before we get into it, we always want to talk to our father and invite him in. So, Father God, we thank you for another day. We thank you for your spirit that is present with us. Father, we ask that this reaches the masses of those who need to hear it. Father, and for those that are not exactly at that point, we ask that you stir your spirit up in them and evoke a change. Change is what we need in order to get our our assignments done on this earth, Father. For we know that you sent us here to display your glory, to let our light so shine that men might see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. And for us to be the salt of the earth for the scripture says what good is it if it's lost its flavor and this world has definitely lost its flavor but that's all right we know that you have called us to sprinkle a little salt back on this earth so we thank you and we love you and the mighty name of Yahweh shall we pray amen so let's get into this it's very interesting because in our lifetimes and I think I mentioned this Um, on other, uh, I guess the last two, that we're all here for a purpose. We all have a calling. We were all sent down here for a reason. Um, And a lot of us run from our assignment. A lot of us do not want to acknowledge that God is pulling at us. And we know that God is pulling at us because this is something innate, innate in us. His voice is very audible in our lives. Um, If we drown out the audible, we'll see signs around us where he's just basically pulling at our hearts. I know we all had that. Um, If it were not so, we would not struggle in our day to day. Um, And what causes this struggle is pride. Because pride is the only thing separating you from acknowledging this is what God wants. This is what I need. I need to leave what I think is best for me and make that decision to follow God, follow Jesus. However, we're going to dive into this some more. Um, Like I said, today we're going to be talking about Jonah. Now, Jonah, he was a Hebrew. He was a prophet. Um, God told him to go to his enemy's territory and tell them basically to repent um and that's not something that in our flesh is easy to do because oftentimes who wants to go tell your enemies anything we love to have attitudes with our enemies we love to hold grudges against our enemies you know we love to talk about our enemies because hey that's what they're doing to us but that's not the kingdom way 
So let's let's get into this first. Um, chapter one. It says, "Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me." Chapter three said, I mean, verse three, excuse me, says, "But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship." going to Tarshish so he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord now these three verses right just paint the picture of basically what we were just talking about how Jonah you know was called to go to his enemy city Nineveh was full of sin um Nineveh like it says in verse 2, it was a wicked city. They were doing all kind of things that were detestable unto the Most High Yah. Um, and as a prophet, you cannot tell God where you want to go and where you don't. But more, moreover, in general, He created us. Who are we really to tell God what we want to do and what we don't want to do? So... Verse 3, when Jonah rose up and decided he thought he was going from the presence of the Lord, that's how we do in our everyday lives. We go about our normal routines. We do what we want to do. Whatever he's telling us to do, we rebel. Thinking like, oh, he's not going to see. He's going to have grace. Now, that's dangerous because in this time, I don't know if anybody has noticed, Grace is kind of running out, you know, there's a lot of things happening and we cannot afford to be out of his will. So, you know, just a prayer point right there. If God is telling you to do something and you know, he's telling you to do something and he's been tugging at you and warning you, baby, (laughs) I just need you to do it because I don't think he's playing at this point. So anyway, let's, let's continue. So he went, um, he fled to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and he went down to Joppa and he found a ship going to Tarshish. Now, this ship signifies the world and the places we want to be in. Like we just spoke about how we decide we want to do what we want to do. And there we know like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do my own thing. Um... Now, that's the deception that the enemy paints for us. We'll never, ever out of eyes reach from the Lord. We are never. He sees everything. He even knows the his number on our head. He knows every thought. So that was the enemy's deception for him. Okay, so verse 4. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. What else did he think was going to happen? Oftentimes, we think we're running. And then that's when the storm of life will come. Lord, what did I do? No, the question is, what didn't I do? Because if he's giving you instructions to do something as his child, you run away. What do you think you're going to, what's going to happen? You're going to run into trouble. Tarshish really is representative of the world because we are separate from the world whether people realize it or not 
If you're a child of the Most High Yah, you're supposed to be separated. But most of us run to the world because that's where our desires of what we want in this flesh to do. But we don't really realize that's the trick. Because it looks good, it tastes good, but it's not good to ourselves. You know how they say, YOLO, you only live once? That's a lie. We're preparing for eternity. And matter of fact, eternity starts on this earth. That's why it's called a transition when you die out of your earthly body. Jesus defeated death. We transition. And, <coughs> excuse me, it depends on how you live your life as to where you will spend eternity. Now, hell was not created for us. It was created for the enemy and his fallen angels. And that's what the enemy tries to get us to do. Forfeit our assignment so our life can go left. So we don't live according to God's will. And we fall. Okay. So the ship was like to be broken. Our broken lives. All because we do not obey. Now here's the point as well. Verse 5 says, Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was going down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. Now in that verse is telling you, he went into the, we're going to call it the ship of the world, Around these people. Now you took your disobedient self. Around other people. That have no knowledge. Of your. God. Who you serve. You took your disobedient self. And interrupted their lives. See we don't understand. Our disobedience. Interrupts somebody else's life. It puts somebody else's life in danger. Now they on the ship. The seas are tossing to and fro. And they're trying to figure out, well, why is this happening to us? We was minding our business. Because you're in a location where you're not only are you in danger, but the people that you are surrounded by, that you have no business being with, you're putting them in danger too. The latter part of verse 5 says, but Jonah was going down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. And this is how we are, dead in our sins, sleep, sleep in our sins. Oh, it's okay. God just gave me a directive. I ignored it. I'm disobedient. I'll be all right. Let me just stay sleeping to what I'm doing. While the whole world is going crazy around, you're causing all of these problems for everybody else. This comes back to pride. It's all in what you want and what you want to do. Instead of. Following the instructions of the Most High Yah. Okay, so let's keep going. So verse 6 says, So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If so be that God will think upon us that we will not perish. So they already knew something was up with Jonah when they saw that he was sleeping. Like he, he, he's not normal. He is not normal. 
This guy sees all this danger around us. He's the only one not bugging out. So this is the funny part about life. God gives us a directive. We run. We know we're in disobedience. We're dead in disobedience so much that we're sleeping it. Putting other people in danger. And finally, the people around us figure this out. Like, you don't belong here. What is this about? So listen to this. Then they wanted him to call on his God. See, they always recognize that thing about you. It's always something different about the sons and daughters of the Most High Yah. Why? Because he marked us. He made us special. That's part of him choosing. That goes back to when he told Abraham, your people will be my people. Out of all of the different groups, he chose us to be his people. They know that. Anywhere you go, they always say it's something about you. You know it too. So why are you choosing to stand in instead of stand out? Why are you choosing to be disobedient to include yourself instead of exclude yourself? Okay, let's keep going. And they said, everyone to his fellow, come, let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots and the lot fell upon Jonah. Again, now when they say cast lots, they mean, let's see who's really doing this. Let's see where this, this, this storm is coming from. Let's put in our bids, like, who is it? They knew it was Jonah. They knew it was Jonah all along. They just had to confirm that. Because I'm sure they didn't have this trouble till he stepped on the scene. Now verse 8 says, Then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us? What is thine occupation? And whence come thou? What is thy country? And of what people are you? Dead giveaway. You know how people ask rhetorical questions. They already know in their mind. But they just need confirmation. Because they need to know like who the culprit is in this situation. They wanted to know everything about this man. So they could be sure. Now you're causing all this trouble. You're being disobedient. You run. You run into the world. The world is in trouble now because of your disobedience. You're sleeping your disobedience. Not caring. Now they on to you. Because something is different. You cannot change the fact that something is different about you. And you're not in place. You're in the wrong place. Okay. So here we go. Verse 9 says, And he said unto them, I am Hebrew. We can stop right there. We just said, God told Abraham, and your people will be my people. Who are they? The Hebrews. So that means you are God's people. You are the most high God's people. Yahweh, to be specific. You're his people. And the verse goes, and I fear the Lord. You do. You fear the Lord, but you ran from him. 
and went your own way after he told you to go this way. Okay. And then it says, <laughs> The God of heaven which have made the sea and the dry land. This is the kicker for all. You know you belong to the most high Yah. The most powerful, the only true and living God. But you keep living how you want to live. And think there's not going to be any repercussions. You don't just take yourself down, but you're taking down everybody surrounding you. Because you're in the wrong place. So then. Verse 10 says. Then were the men exceedingly afraid. And said unto him. Why have you done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord. Because he had told them. Wow. Won't pride make you do some stupid stuff? All of this. God told you to do one thing. Now you just made your life harder 50 times. <laughs> we all been there. But this sounds crazy. It does. It, it sounds ridiculous. Like you, you did all of this for what? To put yourself in danger. Put them in danger. Like, And they knew like. The most high. Oh you bugging. Okay verse 11 says. Then said they unto him. What shall we do unto thee. That the sea may be calm unto us. For the sea wrought. And was. Tempest. So. They know. They know exactly what's going on. And now they look into him for answers because it's like, well, how can we fix this? We want peace in our lives. You came here and disturbed the peace and you made it hard. You made our lives so much harder. And I know he's sitting there like, oh, goodness, I should have just listened. But listen to this verse 12. And he said unto them, take me up <laughs> and cast me forth into the sea. So shall the sea be calm unto you. For I know that for my sake. This great tempest is upon you. So basically he's telling them like throw me overboard. Then your lives will be fine. So let's recap this. God tells you to do something. You say no basically. Run from his presence. Run into the world. Interrupt other people's lives. You sleep in your sins. They ask you what's going on. Because they know it's been something different. Since you've been in that position. And they ask you just to confirm who you are. For sure. You confirm. You're bold. I know who I am. I am Hebrew. I serve the most high Yah. I am. I serve the Lord which made heaven and earth. The sea and the dry land. And then they're like, well, what can we do to stop this? What did you do, basically? And then you tell them to throw you overboard. So basically, you'd rather die than be obedient 
to the most high Yah. Okay. So 13 says, Nevertheless, the men rode hard to bring it to the land, but they could not, for the sea wrought and the tempest against them, and was tempest against them. Okay. So they were still trying to save him. That's grace. To know that you have caused these people all of this drama and all of these problems, but they still trying to save you and save themselves, really. You told them to throw you overboard. Initially, they didn't even take you up on the offer. That's grace. That's God's grace. But like I said, grace is just about running out now. It said, so 14 says, Wherefore they cried unto the Lord and said, We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life and lay not upon us innocent blood. For thou, O Lord, hast done as it pleased thee. Okay. All right. Now, see, this is why our Most High Yah is so loving. Because he took this situation in Jonah's disobedience, right? And he presented a place for these men to be saved. Because remember, they served their own gods. What verse was that? Okay, they served their own gods. It says, where are we at? It says in verse 5, Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God. Now that God is lowercase g just to um, have a distinction between the Most High Yah and their gods, the gods that they worship. Now we see in 14, they're crying out to Jonah's God, the most high, the one who made heaven and earth see in the dry land. God will take that opportunity to still use you, even in your disobedience, because that's how loving he is. And that's how he draws people in. He can use any situation. But that don't give us the right to be disobedient. Because here we go in verse 15. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea. And the sea ceased from her raging. <laughs> they threw him overboard. Bye. Your disobedience. You rather die. You rather get thrown overboard. You rather this astronomical situation then you just do what the Lord told you to do that's that spirit of pride they had to get rid of them and as soon as they got rid of that rebellious prideful spirit the sea calmed just like that because the thing is he was after one man 
Even when you feel like you don't want to be used, he will still use you in your disobedience. There's no running from God. You can't get away from his presence. You could think, but you're not. You're making it harder for yourself. So 16 says, Then the the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord and made vows. Wow. They were saved just like that. They saw the glory. They saw his power and his presence. Because at the end of the day, Jonah is his child. You're not going to leave with no experience. You're going to know who God is. And that's what's happening now, honestly. Even in people's disobedience, those that surround them know. Wow. They're being made an example of. Okay, so let's 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 get through this. Let's get through this. Okay, so verse 17 says, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now you can't run at all. I know we remember this story from Sunday school, Jonah and the big fish. But what we didn't know is what got Jonah here. Nobody really, really, really tapped on that as they should. To tackle these rebellious and prideful spirits from young. This is not a badge of honor. He promised us a beautiful life. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope. That's in Jeremiah. Why do we make it hard? It's that spirit of pride, that spirit of rebellion, and that spirit of deception that has you thinking that I can do what I want to do. It's all going to turn out the way I want it to. Absolutely not. Because when you are called for a mission, yes, God can replace you, but he'd rather use the person he intended. And by any means necessary, it's going to get done. Because he's God. So now we see Jonah is stuck. Three days, three nights. Where are you going? You are enclosed. And you have to hear what thus saith the Most High Yah. And a lot of us find ourselves in these situations, especially during this pandemic. We were just closed in because we were living life as usual. We know God was tugging on us because like I said, it's, this is something innate. He built us in his image. So you cannot say, oh, he didn't warn me. He's warned you plenty of times and you know it. But you just going off about your life, going to work, coming home, sitting in front of the TV, eating, drink your beer, drink your wine, drink your liquor, go to the bar. Whatever you wanted to do, go shopping, go out to eat, hang out with your friends, go to the club, go to the lounge. You know something wasn't right. Something on the inside of you wasn't right. You felt that tugging. But I'm just going to go on what makes me feel good. It's like a drug, a temporary high. It's like shooting up. Oh, the temporary high. This is what this world is, a temporary high. The only person that can fulfill that void is the most high. 
through his son Yahushai, Jesus, as we call him. There's no other way. And so every time we ignore a directive, what are we doing? <laughs> We're throwing away our lives. We rather die than to listen to the Most High Yah. Because that's what it is. It's a dead feeling inside of us. It's dead. It's not life. Jesus came to bring life. He is life. If it ain't Jesus, it ain't life. It's death. It's only two. And that's how the spirit of deception, rebellion, pride, it fools you. Why do we keep wavering? No, is giving up what we have to give up easy? Absolutely not. Because we've been shaped in this iniquity. We've been shaped into this world and the trends and the Instagram and the Facebook and the Snapchat and the blogs. That's not fulfilling. Because every time you got to keep keeping up with this and keeping up with that and the latest sneakers and the latest bags and the latest wig and the latest makeup and the latest eyelashes. Whatever. The latest cars, the latest vacations, this one got married, that one got a divorce. Like who cares? What is God calling you to do? To show his glory on earth. What is he calling you to do? I charge you today to sit with it. Voluntarily. Not like Jonah had to sit for three days and three nights. Involuntarily. But voluntarily sit with the Lord and see what he's saying. Because I'm sure he would love to talk to you. And give you instructions. Choose life. Don't choose death. That's my time.